Kitty McRae. The western sun, ere he sought his lair, skimmed the treetops, and glancing thence rested a while on the curling hair of Kitty McRae by the boundary fence. Her eyes looked anxious, her cheeks were pale, for father was two hours late with the mail. Never before had he been so late, and Kitty wondered and wished him back, leaning athwart the big swing gate that opens out on the bridle track, a tortuous path that sidles down from the single street of a mining town. With her raven curls and her saucy smile, dark eyes that glow with a changeful light, tenderly trembling all the while, like a brace of stars on the breast of night, where could you find in the light of day a bonnier lass than Kitty McRae? Born in the saddle, this girl could ride like the fearless queen of the silver bow, and nothing that ever was lapped in hide could frighten Kitty McRae, I trow. She would wheel a mob in the hour of need if the devil himself were in the lead. But now, in the shadows deepening, when the last sun spark has ceased to burn, Afar she catches the sullen ring of horse hooves swinging around the turn. Then painfully down the narrow trail comes Alec McRae with the Greytown mail. The fever and ague, my girl, he said. "'Twas all I got on that northern trip. When it left me then, I was well nigh dead. It's got me fast in its iron grip and I'd rather rot in the nearest jail than ride tonight with the Greytown Mail. At Golden Gully they heard today, t'was a common topic about the town, that the Mulligan gang were around this way, they wouldn't dispatch the gold dust down. And Brown, the manager, said he thought, t'were wise to wait for a strong escort. I rode the leaders, the other nags I left with the coach at the Traveller's Rest. Kitty, my lass, you must take the bags. Postboy, I reckon's about the best. Tis dark, I know, but he'll never fail to take you down with a Greytown mail. It needed no further voice to urge this dutiful daughter to eager haste. She donned the habit of rough blue serge that draped itself from her slender waist and Postboy stood by the stockyard rail while she mounted behind the Greytown mail. Dark points, the rest of him iron grey, boasting no strain of expensive blood, down steepest hill he could pick his way, and never was balked by a winter flood. Strong as a lion, hard as a nail, was the horse that carried the Greytown mail. A nag that really seemed to be fit for a hundred miles at a push with the old Monero pedigree, by furious riding out of the bush, for he was run from a mountain mob by Brian O'Flynn and Dusty Bob. And Postboy's bosom was filled with pride as he felt the form of his mistress sway in its easy grace to his swinging stride as he dashed along down the narrow way. No prettier Mercury I'll go bail than Kitty e'er carried a government mail. Leaving the slope of O'Connor's Hill, they merrily scattered the drops of dew in the spanning of many a tiny rill whose bubbling waters were hid from view. In quick beat time to the curlew's wail, rode Kitty McRae with the Greytown mail. Sidling the range by a narrow path, 
where towering mountain ash trees grow, and a slip meant more than an icy bath in the tumbling waters that foamed below. Through the white fog filling each silent vale, rode Kitty McRae with the Greytown Mail. The forest shadows became less dense. They fairly flew down the river fall, when out from the shade of an old brush fence stepped three armed men with a sudden call. Sharp and stern came the well-known hail, Stand, for we want the Greytown Mail. Postboy swerved with a mighty bound as an outlaw clung to his bridle rein. A hoofstroke flattened him to the ground with a curse that was half a cry of pain, while Kitty, trembling and rather pale, rode for life and the Greytown Mail.